welcome to another episode of Sun Podcast. I am so elated to have you back here. This is a podcast that inspires change through conversations. My name is Shell Jogo. And to start off, I want to read a review from my friend. Um, I didn't pay her to write this. She just sent it. By the way, I just finished listening to your podcast a few minutes ago that was so well explained she was referring to last week's episode don't go to bed with your enemy and we i'm going to start off from where we stopped uh because especially for the video episode it's like i left people hanging they were two different um, episodes. I recorded uh, at the same time, yeah, but I lost the footage uh, of the audio that was posted on, on, as the audio format. And for the video format is the episode that I had recorded earlier on. And I'm just navigating being a self-producer producing the audio and producing the video sometimes the video goes off when I am unaware but today I've noted the camera is giving me a is it a time frame of 20 minutes so today I'll be careful and not be left hanging but anyhow uh, starting from the last week's episode um, where I stopped at being zealous for God and also for the audio uh, podcasts. I didn't explain like how do you become zealous for God? How do you become like Phinehas? Uh, it's a difficult thing. So which brings us to today's topic. And another side, today I just record, I decided to record from outside. And I was like, yeah, this place looks cool. And then when I came out later on, I was like, I don't know why I didn't think about the sun. I thought about it, but I thought that I would take the other background where there are trees. <clears throat> and I realized, no, the sun will be this way, not this other way. So I need to be facing this way. So my my background, uh, I mean my front, whatever, at my front there are trees, then at my back is just a plain wall. But my intention was to get the trees and not the wall. Again, navigating through video production. Anyway, um, our today's topic is church clothes. Because I wanted us to talk about uh, salvation, which is in connection with being zealous for God. Um, I want us to talk about salvation, sanctification, and holiness. Because when we first get saved, um, all of a sudden, there is a high expectation for you to behave properly. And then, so because there is a lot of pressure to behave, we just end up wearing church clothes and, and adopt to uh, a kind of living that we think it's holy but it's not holy 
uh, we change maybe we can change the way we dress because we know that a church in a church setting this is what is acceptable uh, maybe stop listening to a certain music um, even language you start saying praise God you don't even know what it means but because you have the language and it looks holy then you just put it on and there is this high pressure to be zealous for God to do God's work even without the understanding of what that actually means how do we become someone like Phinehas um, who was zealous and who knew that God is holy and whatever was happening at the camp in um, just outside Moab was wrong? How, how, how do we desire what God desires or how do, we, how do we love what God loves and hate what God hates? And so today, I want to combat, first of all, that you don't need to have a lot of pressure to perform for God because people, people can judge you, na, what I call like, na meokoka. <laughs> but God knows you're saved. He separated you for himself. So you don't have to put on like any... You don't have to pretend to be holy so that you can be acceptable before God because at the end of the day, it's only God who can make us holy. It's not ourselves. And we find, uh, yeah, sometimes there is that uh, feeling that I need to know how to behave. And when we actually look at the journey of the Israelites, uh, from Egypt, God, Moses was pleading <coughs> with Pharaoh, was it pleading or commanding Pharaoh to let the Israelites go to worship God in the desert, and they did. But they spent 40 years, and in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3, the word of God says that I sent you, or I let you be in the desert. I'm really paraphrasing. I let you be in the desert so that I can test you and know what's in your heart. That's the sanctification. They went through the sanctification process like that. Otherwise, they didn't know God when they were in, in uh, Egypt. They just heard about God. How do you move? From not knowing God to, I need to know God. And sometimes, yeah, there is that pressure to feel like, especially nowadays, and it's no, not nowadays per se, but in today's, or since I've ever, uh, I've ever leaned and I've known church, there is, there is this Christian who is who is a Christian on Sundays? Then the rest of the days it's like, hmm, I'm not really sure. And the thing is that happens when 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 there is a lot of 
performance behind it. I want people to know that I am saved, saved. And, and for me to show up on Sunday when I get to meet people that I last met last Sunday, then I have to put on certain clothes. I'm well dressed, I'm all cleaned up, smelling nice, everything. And it looks, that person is so holy. But who can judge who is holy and who is not? Do, can we judge someone's holiness by the way they look? Can we necessarily judge someone who is holy or unholy by the way they look? We can't. And we know that also from the story of David and, his, and Samuel when he was looking for the for the person to anoint him he was like the firstborn of jesse this must be him he is tall he has a good frame whatever whatever and of the seven sons none was the king but it was david who was the eighth born who was the king who was the least expected to be the king and that's the thing with um with what we can say as church clothes where we can separate certain people these people look godly they are godly let them let us give them big offices in church or places of leadership because of the way they dress because of the way they talk although it's not to say that um that someone who is holy, there is a certain way. Yes, they do talk, but it's not something that is self-imposed. It's something that God has taught them to be, the spirit of God has taught them to be. And so uh, it, to start this, I've been starting for a long time. To start this, I'll say um, for a long time, um, I am those people who had never ever read a Bible, the Bible, only maybe the um, verses that we did in Sunday school, mostly that um, when we are studying in class maybe, but I never really studied the Bible, even like the book of Luke, which was um, compulsory to study when in high school I didn't study. I nearly pitya vichaka vichaka hivi performed, but I never studied. So when I I decided that I'll choose God and I'll live for God, when I got saved, I I was like, I'm going to start with the book of Luke because that's the book that I never read, and so I opened the book of Luke, read. And then came to chapter 10, verse 27, where it's love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind. And it was like, God, ha, love you with all my heart, my soul, strength, mind. How is that even possible? So I made a prayer, Lord, help me. To love you teach me how to love you it was such an innocent prayer because uh, at the time i didn't even know how to pray but i just but i i was aware 
of my inability to love God. And so God really took his time to teach me how to love him. And that's how I'd say my journey of sanctification began, which sanctification is the process of cleaning. Let me read from the dictionary. To sanctify an object means to wash, cleanse, consecrate, or set it aside for a special purpose. Sanctification is a Christian teaching about how God transforms a person, making them fit for a holy purpose. That's, no, that's the process of sanctification because when God is teaching you how to love him, it means that he is washing and cleansing your heart. And the heart is quite, um, it's quite a place. And it's interesting, actually, in that verse, it starts with love the Lord your God with all your heart. Because the heart has its own desires. And then there are God's desires. And so the process of sanctification is God turning your heart's desires to his. And you're thinking... Why can't I have my own desires? You can. But the same Bible tells us that the heart of a man is deceitful. And above all, it's, it's evil and deceitful. Something of that sort. It's in one of the prophets. I don't know whether it's Jeremiah. I can't remember. But the heart, the heart is not, it's on itself. Or as a human being, the human heart is not a clean place. So God cleanses it so that, so that he can make it his. And in Colossians 3 verse 10. I didn't open that verse. Is it Colossians? Yes, Colossians 3 10. <clears throat> and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator so what happens is, is that god is cleansing you um he's cleansing you and putting in himself in your heart and that's how you're able to love him to love what he loves and to hate what he hates and, and that's the same way you're able to to be zealous for him and to desire holiness because because now as he teaches you to love him you learn ah god is holy so i ought to be holy and somehow you just find yourself your preference your preferences change and you start desiring what's holy. And something else is that you start looking at people differently. You don't see people anymore like um, objects. And I'll use this example. Actually, this is a good example. Uh, when, let's say, you were struggling with last sexual lust, to be specific, and you got born, you get born again. Um, you can't pretend that you, 
can't see the other gender all of a sudden all the same gender uh, these days you will still see them and you still struggle with lust and the more you pretend that you have overcome the the last the more you get yourself more into it but if we allow god to come into that place that struggles with last and just put he takes away that last <clears throat> and places in himself then he has sanctified us and and now we can no longer look at the other uh, gender as objects and and uh, something that I've heard men say is that for a man who has watched porn and stuff is that they they see women as objects and so for a man you stop seeing a woman as an object but you see them as God's image bearer nobody taught you this these things in my own opinion yes you can hear them in church maybe being taught but it's the spirit of god and the power of salvation wow but as a neighbor it's the spirit of god the power of salvation that sanctifies a person that you no longer see a woman as an object but you see them as god's image bearer that they can come to your presence with a mini skirt something that would have driven you nuts maybe even a few weeks ago and all of a sudden instead of lasting after them you start contending for them because you're you're like man this girl needs god and yes they are showing everything so and everything is displayed in a provocative manner but you're like nah i like first of all i don't know what's happening i i think that's usually like one of the surprises i i can't understand why i'm no longer attracted to whatever i'm seeing and secondly you start praying for such a person my point is it's the work of the spirit to sanctify a person it's not your work then the brothers and sisters in Christ can play a part into into discipling you but the work to transform a person it doesn't it doesn't belong to them the the work of the brothers and sisters in Christ is to hold someone but not to change someone you can never change someone and unfortunately you find that um sometimes in in places in these places of gatherings people are so bent in um in wanting to change others in wanting to sanctify others on behalf of God and it can never work church clothes are the things that we put on to show that we are Christians it's the sandbags that 
we started wearing when we were kids we were taught that kunanguza church and through that having wear church we started adopting a, a way of living that is being that is likened to holiness but it's not that's not holiness holiness is the work of the spirit the book of leviticus uh, 20 verse 8 says that um keep my decrees and follow them i am the lord who makes you holy keep my decrees and follow them i am the lord who makes you holy first of all number one power that we have as christians where because this is old testament where the the command is keep my decrees when we when we have accepted christ it means that we have kept all the law even though you're still failing at certain things and you can see i'm still struggling with abcd like if we were to bring the 10 commandments i'd fail like at five but the thing is if you're in christ you have followed all the ten commandments but this still applies i am the lord who makes you holy and that's the thing that because we have accepted christ then he is the one who is able to do the work of sanctification in us because you see that um if if it were possible by the manner of our dressing by the manner of our language to be holy it means that there was no purpose for christ coming but because we couldn't keep the law because we failed miserably at it and someone wondering but we are not israelite i i, I think of israel as the as like um you see like the way kenya we have like 40 is it 43 uh tribes and God chooses one tribe of out of Kenya. And I think that that's what happened with Israel, that God chose one nation out of the world to use as an example. But across the globe, all human beings are the same. Watch like a hundred documentaries and you realize all human beings are the same despite the Yakala. So if god if we could keep the law there was no need for jesus we couldn't we we didn't need jesus if we could have been able to keep the law but because we were unable to keep the law then jesus came and it's through the work of jesus that we are made holy but it's not out of our own works so so for anyone who is struggling with i really want to love god i want to be zealous for god but i feel this pressure around mostly the people who have been saved longer to be like a, a christian to be well behaved to be all these things you don't have to put on anything 
for you to be acceptable by God. You're already acceptable. The word of God is that you're his righteousness through Christ Jesus. So, and, and when we look again at the book of Leviticus, in I think this is chapter one, um, the righteousness of Jesus in explained in the book of Leviticus, it's like a sweet smelling aroma to the Lord. So it means your presence to God is sweet smelling. Even as long as you have Christ, your presence to God is sweet smelling. You don't have to strive to be anything. You can just rest at the work of of the cross and allow God to make you holy himself. You don't have to uh, try to mend things by yourself. Otherwise, you will just fail and obviously disregard the work of the cross. And and therefore, for us to be zealous like Phinehas, and Phinehas is from the previous pod episode, if you haven't listened or watched, kindly do. So if you want to be zealous for God, if you want to love him, if you want to know how to please him, allow him. Ask him, Lord, I'd like to please you, but I don't know how. Teach me. And he will see. He's such a kind God. He is so loving and so caring. And so he listens. And so he will take care of you and all your needs. You don't need to worry or to pretend to be someone that you're not so that you can please him. You're already pleasing to him just the way you are. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, like and comment that will help the podcast a lot to get to more and more people thank you